Well, Corey mentioned a while ago that we sprang forward. Do you know life is full of going forward? Somebody said, if you're waiting on me, you're backing up. Because, no, I said somebody said that. You don't have to say it. If you don't go forward, you will be left behind. Miss Jess said a while ago something in when she was talking about how there's been so many changes in the last 20. She's been here since she was 10. I know how about how old she is, so she's been here a long time. Um, but the church in 24 years has changed a lot. And people don't like change. Well, guess what? I've changed a lot. I look in the mirror and I go, man, is that a road map? (laughs) Or is that my face? But I'm glad that I've changed because that means I'm alive. Any living thing is going to change and metamorphosize as you go along because if it stays the same it will soon die your health your life will go on and it'll it'll change and your health as you get older your health changes and but thank god that we have the ability and and the understanding how to eat right and to exercise and to make good decisions Life is a compilation of decisions every day that you get up. And if you're not willing to make the decision to spring forward, you will soon find yourself falling back. I heard this year that they were changing the the daylight saving time to where it's going to stay the same all the time. They're not going to change it. Well, don't get, don't get too excited because I was just so excited about that because if you go to Nashville in the wintertime at 4.30, you have to turn your lights on because it's dark. And I'm thinking, God's not in that. I like sunshine. I like the days to be longer. Well, I told somebody last night, I said, oh, yeah, they're doing that. They're do- I heard they're doing that. And then I Googled it, and they said they've had lots of bills this year come before the Senate or the Congress or whoever and they've decided to table it so in November they're going to change it back but if you don't spring forward in everything that you do you will fall back and you'll find yourself trying to catch up my children I have to spring forward in my thinking to stay relevant in their everyday life and I want to do that. They have different. Uh, here the other day, I don't know, we were texting, and I, I know what it was. Uh, something had changed on my smartphone, and I was just amazed because I thought Siri had done it. And, of course, I went into this big whole thing. Well, Siri really is a smartphone because she changed this. And then I was informed that one of them changed it. And they were laughing at me. One in Tulsa, one in Maryville, one in Nashville. And they were all laughing at me. And I just put back on there, I taught you how to use a spoon. (laughs) 
they had computer classes. I had, how many in here had typing classes? In, yes. And that's why all the young people do like this. Because they weren't taught to put their fingers on the right keys. But I have to progress because if I want to stay relevant in this world, even though I'm not acclimated naturally to how computers and smartphones work like the younger generation, if I'm not willing to learn, when's the last time y'all went and priced typewriters? Okay? They don't make those anymore. There's a reason why we have to keep progressing. In Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. But forget all that, it says. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. <laughs> See, I have already begun. Do, not, do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wastelands. If you go into a town, I'm from a, a little coal town in West Virginia called Logan, West Virginia. And when I was a little boy, you could go there on Saturdays. And I mean, there were so many people walking up and down the street. And you go in the dime store. And you go into all these other stores. And, and it was just exciting. And I remember seeing Santa Claus standing out there ringing the bell at Christmas time for Salvation Army. And it was just exciting. About seven years, six or seven years ago, I took my family up there. And we walked those same streets. And it looked like a ghost when you don't stay relevant on what is coming down the, path, the, the pike and the path of life, you find yourself in a, a place of wasteland. You find yourself in a place where the rivers of life, so to speak, don't run like they once did. So, so as I love my heritage, I will not be traditional. Traditions are made by man. Heritage, my heritage, I can remember my great-grandfather with his little skinny hand at 95 years old patting his Bible and say, I've read it many a time from kiver to kiver. That's my heritage. What, what I was taught as a Baptist or what I was taught as a church of God or what I was taught, those are traditions and I'm not banging on those, but what are you building your life on? If I get stuck on, well, the music's too loud or the music is too whatever. Did y'all hear Rodney slapping that bass this morning? Oh, my gosh. I never heard bass slapping like that when I was growing up. And, and so if I stay where I once was, and listen, if you like traditional music, that's not what I'm talking about, okay? If it ain't country, it ain't music as far as I'm concerned. But that's not what is useful in today's, to be relevant in worship at High Praises Church, God has brought us into a new place. And I'm just using that one thing as an example. There's so many things that we dry up and die because we're not willing to allow God to take us into a new place. But when we find ourselves in that place that we've withered up, He said, I'm about to do something new. 
And he said, I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. So I've got a couple things that I'm going to share with you that I feel like the Lord told me to, to give to you to just make sure that you're not allowing your spiritual life, your relationships, maybe at your job, that you're not allowing those to grow stale and stagnant. One of the first things that we have to do if we want to stay alive is we have to make a personal audit of our life. We have to look at who we are. In the book of Psalms, it says in chapter 139, verses 23 and 24, it says, God, I invite your searching. Gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain that I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting way the path that brings me back to you sometimes we get off track there's six keys or six key areas in your life that you need to make sure that you're keeping them in a good spot. Number one, how's your spiritual life? I'm talking about your relationship with Jesus Christ. I know we feel like we get spiritually connected to people, but I'm talking about that deepest place. I'm cre- I am a spirit. I live in a body and I, and I uh, possess a soul. That place that's far past my thinking because my, my mind and my thinking is my soulish realm. It's affected by what's going on around me. My physical body is affected by what's going on around me. But my spirit, man. When's the last time that you just sit by yourself with the Word because the Word is the best thing you can use as a mirror to see where you're at spiritually? Make an audit of your spiritual life. Or what about the relationships? When's the last time you audited your, audited your relationships? Now, we always, when we say relationship, a lot of time we think about our spouse or our you know, significant others in whatever capacity they're at. But I'm talking about what? who's your friend that you allow to say anything they want to say into your life? Who is it that's speaking to you? Who is it that's because the words that is spoken around you, according to Proverbs 18, 21, create life or death in your life? So who are you allowing to speak into your life? What are you allowing to be said into your life? We need to make an audit of our relationship. Then we also need to, to check out and audit our emotional wellness. I was raised by a father, and of course, till I was... 17 and then he passed away but but I, I mean he was a man's man if I cut myself what'd you do ah oh, you're alright I've heard that many times as a little boy ah oh, you're alright you, you tear your clothes that skin will grow back I'm not even joking did you tear your clothes 
that skin will grow back. I wasn't taught as a little kid to check and make sure my emotions are right. And men have the hardest time with that. As a matter of fact, I heard a comedian the other day talking about how in church we have all these, we want men to be involved and then we have all these feminine worship songs. I adore thee. How many men walk around, I'm talking about man's man, walk around and go, I adore thee. We, we get detached to spiritual things because we think it's too feminine sometimes. And in all seriousness, it's not feminine, it's emotions. And men don't like to take check of their emotions sometimes. The only emotions that some men know is how to cuss somebody out if they get mad. I'm not banging on men because I am one, but I'm telling you, men and women, we have to check our emotions what, how, how long has it been since you sat down in peace and you wasn't either anxious about something or you wasn't worried about something? When's the last time you could sit down by yourself and be peaceful? We need to make an audit of our emotions on a daily basis. Or what about physical wellness? Oh yeah, I'm on... I'm on. I'm going to hit you with it. If you don't like it, you can do it with this, whatever you do with everything else. But what are you putting in your mouth? Because whatever you put in your mouth is attached to your health. When's the last time that you exercised? Oh, I ain't talking about a gym membership. Because you know you go there and everybody looks so good and I just look so bad and I don't want to go there. I'm not talking about a gym membership. When's the last time you actually walked up a set of steps instead of taking the elevator? We have to take an emotion, we have to take an audit of our physical well-being so that we can stay relevant in today's world. You know why I run several days a week? You know why I eat the way I eat? Because I'm just going to shoot you straight, baby. My kids already lost one parent. They're not going to lose another one. We, we don't watch. We, we, we joke about it. And that's fine. You can joke all you want to. But I'm telling you, if you want to spring forward in life, that's part of it. And then what about your career? Do you audit your career? Or do you just get in this habit of going, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. And every time you say that, death and life is, is in the power of the tongue. You're creating this feeling, this emotion that's attached to your job. And then finances. When's the last time you sit down and go, okay, I got I to gotta, I gotta get on a budget. There's a country song that came out back in the 80s. It's called, too much month at the end of the money. Too much month at the end of the month. Anybody ever felt that one? Uh-huh. I've sang that too many times. But I don't have to sing it no more. You know why? Because I have audited through my life. And like Jess was telling us, I have been a faithful tither. You bragging on yourself, Pastor? I'm bragging on the Word because He gave me the, the formula. If you tithe and you give, He will open the windows of heaven over your head. 
Now, I also want to tell you the reason you need to take a, a financial assessment of yourself is because you can spend every penny you get in your house. Ask God to show you what you need to eliminate, what you need to add to live the very best life that you can live so you can spring forward. A lot of pain that we go through in life is self-imposed. In 1 Peter 2, verses 19 and 20. For this finds favor. If a person endures the, the sorrow of suffering unjustly because of an awareness of the will of God, after all, what kind of credit is there if when you do wrong and are punished for it, you endure it patiently. But if when you do what is right and patiently bear undeserved suffering, this finds favor with God. We please God when we're doing what is right in His sight. So how else can we spring forward? You need to, and I'm going to give you another scripture about auditing relationships. One of the things that causes the greatest pain in our life are relationships at times. Okay, since I got such a resounding amen, I'm going to say it again because maybe you didn't hear me. One of the things that can cause the greatest pain is relationships. Wrong relationships. It's imperative to take an inventory. In, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, don't continue to team up with unbelievers in unmatched alliances. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who can mingle light with darkness? See, we only have so many hours in the day that we have to manage well if we want God to be in the right place in our life. Amen? So we need to be purposeful in who we allow to have both in our inner circle and our outer circle. Our inner circle should contain the relationships that feed our soul, encourage us, so that we can continue to be what we need to be in God's family. These relationships, your inner circle, should be your close family and friends that have the same moral compass as you do. And then you got your outer circle. I've got a lot of people in my outer circle that don't believe like I do, that don't go to church, that don't, that, and I'm just going to say it, they cuss like a sailor. You say, Pastor, why do you, why do you, why do you hang out with people? Because they're good people, and they're my friends, and we have acquaintances, and we have times that we work together, whether we're playing music together, whatever we're doing. It's like, do you not have anybody at work that you like, but they can tell some of the raunchiest jokes that you ever heard? Huh? See, I'm just going to be straight with you. You've got to be able to make sure who is in your inner circle and your outer circle. Because I don't care how strong you are, pal, or sis. I don't care how strong you are. If you hang around the creek bank long enough, you're liable to slide in. So you've got to, it's okay to have acquaintances and have people, friends in your outer circle. But when it comes to inner circle... I want people that I trust look at things the same way I do. 
Because if I go to Shaggy and I say, hey, Shaggy, give me your opinion on this. I've got to believe and have some kind of faith in him and his life that he's not going to steer me wrong. Because your inner circle is who messes with your soulish realm. That's why the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. Young ladies, young men, they might be pretty. But if they don't have the right morals, the right ethics, if they're not going in the right direction in life, you're going to suffer. Because soul ties begin to get wrapped up and you get tied up to these people and then you can't help yourself. You've got to have them. Come on, somebody. How many wants to spring forward in your life? Well, then you got to set healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries create growth. Anybody ever worked in a garden? <laughs> we are in 2023, aren't we? If you, if you, as a, as a little boy, I didn't say I liked it, but as a, as a young boy, we always had a big old garden. And, oh, I hated when mommy would say, okay, we're going up and help. She would say, mommy and daddy. That was her mother and father. That was my grandmother and grandfather. And they had this huge, huge big garden. And mama, I love her. I miss her. But she was the grouchiest woman. And she did it for sport. I mean, she did it for sport, and you what she would—you ain't gonna remember this—but there was a there was a commercial back in the '80s that uh, Wendy's had this. JB will remember it. Had this little woman that would say, "Where's the beef? Where's the beef?" That's what my mama looked like, and and we'd go up there, and I knew that she'd say, now you fellers don't be stepping on my beans. You fellers stay out of my tater rolls. You fellers, because we had to make sure that we walked, but there was plenty of room to walk in between the rows. Why? Because anything that's going to have healthy growth has to have healthy boundaries. And that's the same for you. You need healthy boundaries with people. Healthy boundaries create growth. When you set healthy boundaries, there's more peace, there's more joy, there's more healthy growth. One of the most important boundaries that you can set is with yourself. You've got to be disciplined with yourself. And it's in your mind. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that exposes, I'm sorry, that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Listen, I want you to spring forward. I'm in a season in my life that I'm going to spring forward. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward and I'm going to see God do great things as He multiplies my life. And the reason that is is because I've decided that, you know what, I've lost some things in my life, in this life. I've lost some people. 
I've lost some, some relationships. I've lost some things in my life. But God said, this is what God said. It ain't what I said because my physical mind don't really always understand this or grasp this. But God said that my end would be better than my beginning. You know, if God says that, then I'm looking forward to going forward. So if I'm going to go forward, I've got to be ready to spring forward and not fall back. Fall back at every time somebody looks sideways at me. I fall back in anger or I fall back in unrest or every time somebody disappoints me. How many's ever been disappointed? You put faith in people and all of a sudden they act like they ain't got two brain cells to rub together and you go, what happened? Because I trusted you and you did me wrong. I, I, can't, I can't focus on that person. i got to understand that my fight's not with flesh and blood, but it's with powers and principalities. It's with the devil. The Bible says to be vigilant. In other words, be watching and be looking around because your adversary, the devil, the devil, he's who messes with you. Now, he used people. If people will let him, he'll use people. But we got to spring forward. Spring forward so that we don't fall back. I want to go forward in my understanding of God. I want to go forward. You know, we're always trying to be cutting edge. We want the latest. I mean, I can get the newest. I, I just went a few months ago, and I got what they said was the newest iPhone. And, man, I was just proud as a peacock. I was just, man, I was happy. And then just the other day, somebody said, yeah, I've got the newest one. And they named off, and I was like two, two numbers behind, you know, past me. It's like, okay. When I was a little kid, y'all, I hated to go to school with short britches. I'm springing forward today. <laughs> if you do not progress, you will fall back in every area of your life. Let's pray. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.